no one stays forever. On the morning of her disappearance, Lilia woke early and lay still for a moment in the bed. It was the last day of October. She slept naked. Eli was up already and working on his thesis. While he was typing up the previous day's research notes, he heard the sounds of awakening, the rustling of the duvet, her bare footsteps on the hardwood floor, and she kissed the top of his head very lightly en route to the bathroom. He made an agreeable humming noise, but didn't look up, and the shower started on the other side of the almost closed door. Steam and the scent of apricot shampoo escaped around the edges. She stayed in the shower for 45 minutes, but this wasn't unusual. The day was still unremarkable. Eli glanced up briefly when she emerged from the bathroom. Lilia, naked, pale skin wrapped in a soft white towel, short dark hair wet on her forehead, and she smiled when he met her eyes. Good morning, he said, smiling back at her. How did you sleep? He was already typing again. She kissed his hair again instead of answering, and left a trail of wet footprints all the way back to the bedroom. He heard her towel fall softly to the bedroom floor, and he wanted to go and make love to her just then. But he was immersed so deeply in the work that morning, accomplishing things, and he didn't want to break the spell. He heard a dresser drawer slide shut in the bedroom. She came out dressed all in black, as she almost always did and carrying the three pieces of a plate that had fallen off the bed the night before. It was a light shade of blue and sticky with pomegranate juice. He heard her dropping it into the kitchen trash can before she wandered past him into the living room. She stood in front of his sofa, running her fingers through her hair to test for dampness, her expression a little blank when he glanced up at her, and it seemed to him later that she'd been considering something perhaps making up her mind. But then he played the morning back so many times that the tape was ruined. Later, it seemed possible that she'd simply been thinking about the weather. And later still, he was even willing to consider the possibility that she hadn't stood in front of the sofa at all. Had merely paused there, perhaps, for an instant, that the stretched out reel extended into a moment, a scene, and finally, a major plot point. Later, he was certain that the first few playbacks of that last morning were reasonably accurate. But after a few too many nights of lying awake and considering things, the quality began to erode. In retrospect, the sequence of events is a little hazy, images running into each other and becoming slightly confused. She's across the room. She's kissing him for a third time. And why doesn't he look up and kiss her? Her last kiss lands on his head. And putting on her shoes, does she kiss him before she puts on her shoes or afterward? He can't swear to it one way or the other. Later on, he examined his memory for signs until every detail seemed ominous. But eventually, he had to conclude that there was nothing strange about her that day. It was a morning like any other, exquisitely ordinary in every respect. I'm going for the paper, she said. The door closed behind her. He heard her clattering footsteps on the stairs. He was hunting just then, hot on the trail of something obscure, tracking a rare butterfly-like quotation as it fluttered through thickets of dense tropical paragraphs. 
The chase seemed to require the utmost concentration. Still, he couldn't help but think later on that if he'd only glanced up from the work, he might have seen something, a look in her eyes, a foreshadowing of doom. Perhaps a train ticket in her hand, or the words, I'm leaving you forever, stitched on the front of her coat. Something did seem slightly amiss, but he was lost in the excitement of butterfly hunting and ignored it until later, too late, when somewhere between Andean loanwords and the lost languages of ancient California, he happened to glance at the clock. It was afternoon. He was hungry. It had been four and a half hours since she'd gone for the paper, and her watery footprints had evaporated from the floor, and he realized what it was. For the first time he could remember, she hadn't asked if he wanted a coffee from the deli.